Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt and I'm joined by the gloved wang, Steve Anglesey. Hello, Night Fisher. Hello, Snowflakes. <laughs> How are we doing? We're all right. I've, I've, have you, do you like my award that we won? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where, where, where is it? It's uh, well, it's an invisible award. <laughs> it's, I think it's called um, Stealth Award. I think <laughs> they gave to us. Well, listen, we had a wonderful time at the Publishers Podcaster uh, of the Year Awards. We did. They um, said since we know you're going back to Norwich, we're not going to we're not going to give you anything <laughs> just in case you break it. Oh, you lose it. So they gave it to some people from the week instead. And we like the week because the week, of course. Have sponsored this podcast, so I think in a way it's my favourite time period. I prefer it much, <laughs> much better than the day. I think you know, in a, the day in a to sense, day. We no, I prefer the day to day. Yeah, they've never sponsored the podcast, so I think congratulations no. to our friends at the week. I think yeah. we were pleased not to be beaten by one of the really big boys, the, uh, the Telegraph or the Economist of the Evening Standard. Well, you never want to be beaten by one of the big boys. <laughs> don't, do you? Um, well, unless you're a Tory MP in the eighties, exactly. Yes, <laughs> and then you absolutely do. That's right. <laughs> to pay for the privilege. Um, just before we get to the news, and of course we know that you guys come here specifically for the news, we should probably in that case tell people about the coronavirus, but we'll get to that. Yes. And, uh, and then after that, of course, we will do, um, we will we'll have another round of That's Not My Brexit, and we will crown a Brexit Two of the Week. Yes. Very it's exciting. A, it's a fun-packed show. It really will be fun And, and what more fun could there be than beginning with trade talks? <laughs> Well, before that though, can we? Can I just first? I was in bed this morning. Good, yeah. That's because, how I normally start my morning. Because we were out, we were out last night. So I had a little lie in. I treated myself to a little lie in. Yeah. And um, it must be said that some people were more exuberant than others after the podcast, <laughs> the podcast awards. <laughs> well, who? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm mentioning no names, but you. <laughs> Well, I had, a, I had a jolly time. I didn't offend anyone, did I? I don't know. I think you might have offended a couple of people. <laughs> really? One of, them, one of them an MP we met on the train. <laughs> no, we didn't one offend. Of, one of them a fellow colleague. We didn't offend. Which colleague did but I offend? Mind. I didn't offend any colleagues. And I certainly didn't offend our, our friendly MP that we had a chat to on, well, the, on the train. You like the pretty Patel of this podcast. <laughs> I was in bed this morning. Yes. And I was watching... This morning. Oh, okay, good. And uh, it's, a, it's a very strange show. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I've I've never watched it. I've seen it for years. There was a guy on there being interviewed, absolutely true, there was a guy on there being interviewed, he said, I seem to have no expert knowledge of his subject. Yes, was it David Davis? No, he wasn't being billed as an expert, but he was being asked about whether he thought it was cruel for people to breed dogs with flat faces. Oh, right, okay. You know, Um, because they they have breathing problems and Crufts are looking to ban it. Yes. And these were his exact words, and I wrote them down Good. in shorthand. He said, 
Well, look at it this way. If dogs were breeding humans with flat faces, we'd be having none of it. <laughs> That's, That's incredible. This is great TV. You've got to watch it. And guess who the next guest was? Was it a, a, a human with a flat face? <laughs> it was Boris Johnson. Oh, okay. Boris Johnson was talking on Talking people who know nothing about And anything. he was talking mainly about coronavirus. And I got another incredible quote directly from the Prime Minister, which I took down in short. And do you want to know what that quote was? Was it, if dogs were breeding people <laughs> with flat faces, we'd be up in arms about I'm it? I'm sure it would be. But no, it was this. We should all be washing our hands literally all of the time. That's correct. That is the official advice from government Good. on coronavirus. So never leave the sink. Yeah. But keep washing them hands. Well, he certainly washed his hands of the people who've been caught <laughs> up in the floods and the, all the bullying allegations yeah. against yeah. Pretty Patel. He was. He was. Uh, he wasn't grilled. Let's say, but he, he was asked about those things. He did say. Uh, What's the point of Boris? Jo- of having <laughs> Boris Johnson on? What's the point of Boris Johnson? What's the point of having <laughs> Boris Johnson on something like? Because it's easy this for him. morning. It's easy for well, him. Well, it is easy for him. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was. I can see what Boris Johnson gets out of it. What does this morning get out of? It? Uh, they get Boris Johnson, I guess. Well, but, but, but is Boris Johnson? Surely, people who watch this morning would rather well, it's like have a bloke giving Fox his opinion about flat-faced dogs than Boris Johnson. Well, he was asked about whether he would change nappies, and he sort of went, <laughs> didn't really answer it. But because he would need to wash his hands after that. So anyway, trade talks. Well, he would trade talks. Yes, I mean this worked, didn't it? For for when they brought back Star Wars. So I thought we would we, we would start with <laughs> yes, the trade talks. That's my son's favourite. Because the Phantom Menace was. It is your son's it's favourite, favourite Star Wars. Favorite one, film, isn't it? Trade talks, man. Yeah. I've so got to be, say, it's a very. He'll be excited about this. Is it the best one of the of the the. the the no, 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 no. Or is, the, or is it the last the one? The last one is not a great film, but is e- easily the best of those first three. The, the last one's got some seri- some risible moments, yeah. though, hasn't it? The younglings oh, and all oh, yeah, of that. Oh, yeah, it's awful, awful. I mean, the last, ta- the last sort of... The, the big fight at the end is lives up to... Yeah, yeah. The, the and the old, you know, Lord Vader, rise. rise. That's a nice line. That's quite good, yeah. Um, so trade talks. Yeah, um, trade talks. This is going to be easy, and it's going to be the easiest trade deal in history. Yeah. Well, it right. seems to be. Yeah. Tired. It seems to be. I mean, it's it's it started off bizarrely, hasn't it? Because um, various sort of Brexiteer newspapers have said that Britain scored a, a massive early win. Mm. I think the Express said that. Massive early win. A massive early Britain. win in the trade talks, and you went, "Oh, that's good." I've not even it, it, before we've, they've even begun. Britain scored a oh. massive win. Wow! And um, and they said um, and they said, "What what is this massive win?" Well, the talks are, the talks are going to be in English, and they're going to be written up in English. And is that I mean, <laughs> is that really a massive win? Do you know what? As well, I don't think they are one hundred percent in English. Um, I think the main I, w- I was told that the main language for the trade talks would be English but it wouldn't be entirely English so maybe it's a massive early draw it's a massive <laughs> early draw then the risible sort of I keep saying risible you do, it's risible it is risible yeah <laughs> Um, what, should, what should I say? So then this laughable stuff came out on Monday morning as our <coughs> we've got a hundred strong team, haven't we? Led by David Frost. Yeah. Does he start with "Hello, good morning, and welcome"? I knew you. <laughs> what are you doing, crouching by that keyhole, David? Uh, I like David. Frost. We did. I, I, may, I may have said this on this podcast before, but when I worked at the Daily Mirror, we had David Frost's son, Will. Yeah, um, yeah. A, uh, we had him as a. You a, don't want that, do you? An intern, what? Will Frost? No, it's very nippy, isn't it? 
Um, <laughs> Willie Frost. And we had uh, Will Frost came for a, a week, I think, as, mm. a, as an intern yeah. with us. And um, my friend Dean, who was a sports editor at the time, greeted him on on Monday morning. When he went, "Hello, good morning, and welcome." I bet mean, you've never heard that one before, have you? And Will Frost had to smile and and, uh, and say, by Thursday, yes, yes, Dean yes, got yes, a smack yes, in the yes, nose. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> um, so then we had this this incredible stuff as our hundred strong team. They turned up with what did they turn up with? Do you know? Oh, uh, well, I imagine around the necks, massive, massive inflatable bananas. Yes, that's right. They did. <laughs> funny, oh, actually. oh, these are bendy. That would have been great, like Man City used to. Why did? Why though? Why did Man City have inflatable bananas? Well, I went to the I went to the League Cup final last weekend. Yes. And we, there were a few inflatable bananas there. Yeah. In fact, there was a bloke who was obstructing my view with an inflatable banana. Was there? We the the answer is that we had a player called Imre Varadi. Yeah. And there was briefly a chant of Imre Imre banana, which right. then became banana banana. And uh, it was, I must say that this was during the period when uh, there was, uh, well, Acid acid House was happening, frankly. Yeah, I had an inflatable banana, I bought it off Dewsbury Market. There was quite a lot of, um, there was quite a lot of sort of ecstasy taking among the Manchester City fans, so the the humour was quite surreal. Mm. And uh, there would be a lot of bananas on the Kipax, which was our big sort of, it wasn't a stand, it was one end of the ground, uh, the Kipax, and there'd be a lot of inflatable bananas there, and then there were two warring Frankensteins. (laughs) <laughs> huge inflatable Frankensteins, which would be passed down, and people would would, would chant Frankenstein, Frankenstein, and the Frankenstein's would have a fight. It was amazing times. Yeah, and um, that, and that happened at, at the EU trade talks. And that happened at the EU trade talks. No, <coughs> wow. they turned up with Union Jack lanyards. Of course they did. <laughs> of course they did, and they also turned up. Uh, they also turned up. Of, of, of course they did. Um, do you know they had a full English breakfast? Did they? A patriotic, a patriotic full English breakfast. A patriotic the, the, breakfast. The Daily Telegraph, which has turned into a Brexit fanzine, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. They said that our, our negotiators uh, had eaten a delicious patriotic breakfast of sausages, baked beans, bacon, and eggs. Ooh. And then they said, uh, Where did they eat this? They said they ate it at the palatial British ambassador's. Residence in Brussels. I think that means that it's a palatial residence, not that he is palatial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they said, what, and they said, this is significant. Why is this significant? Why, why mention this? Because it hosted the Duke of Wellington before Ooh. the Battle of Waterloo. Ooh. Although that is disputed. Oh. so it might <laughs> so not have probably did. So it might not be symbolic <laughs> at all. Uh, yes, and then the Express said it was a Brexit victory. The talks uh, conducted and written up in English, which is like saying that you know Deontay Wilder. One because he had the heaviest costume. Yes, uh, it's just, I mean it's just a stupid thing to say. Um, and this has gone really well so far, hasn't it? Michel Barnier has come out. Uh, he's not come out. That would be enormous news. Um, but he has come out and said it is very, very difficult uh, in the early going of negotiations. He said the EU, the UK is coming, spending a lot of time chuntering on about its own independence. We're independent too. Uh, Barnier has said that um, we're not going to open up our, our goods and services market uh, unless you uh, unless you fall in. So there's a lot of posturing uh, on all sides at the moment. Um, however, what is significantly different this week, and what is quite embarrassing um, for the uh, for the Brexiteers, is uh, is the, the the news of the trade talk with the US. Because have you seen what they are predicting? Um, 
the, the boost from a trade deal with the US to be well, over I, the next it's, 15 it's years. My under, it's my understanding um, that the, the, the boost of the US-UK trade deal to the UK economy, I mean, from, from what I gather, from the way people have spoken about it, will, you know, our economy will, will double. Is it yes. true that all, um, all trains and taxis will be gold? That's right. And um, everyone will get a helicopter? Yes, it's almost like that. Yeah, it's almost like okay, that. Good. So, so I don't need to worry then. So doubled would be that would be a hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's what we want. And what yeah. they're actually saying, and and this is, you know, this is this is our, um, this is the government who is saying this. Yeah. This is not. This any, is the reason for. It's why we don't need to worry about Brexit, about leaving the EU. Yeah. Well, of course, because yeah. they they sort of said right at the start, didn't they, that this was the this was the huge prize. This was why it was so important to leave the single market and the customs union would be able to sign trade deals like these. The government, the Department of Trade, Department of International Trade, mm. is estimating mm. that uh, a trade deal with the USA will boost trade between 0.07% and 0.16% over the next 15 years. What, not point. 0.07% and 0.16%. Steve, that's not very much. It's not very much. Meanwhile, uh, the government has already said that growth from leaving the EU, uh, sorry, that, that it, growth will be reduced by 2% uh, to 8% in, in 15 years. Steve, this is not, this is not good news. Uh, it's not good news, no. Have you got any good news? Uh, related to that... Yeah, but Michelle Barnier wore quite a good tie. We've got Union Jack lanyards. <laughs> oh, it's fine. And they had delicious. They had a delicious patriotic. Brexit. A delicious breakfast. Brexit. They had a Brexit breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so it's embarrassing, isn't it? Already? Well, at least if we're being embarrassed, we're being embarrassed abroad. There is nothing embarrassing going on. Um, in Westminster, is there? No, there's nothing. Everything is running smoothly. Everything there. Everything is tickety boo. Yeah. Uh, apart from apart from the home office, the home office, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, bullying does begin at home, doesn't it? I suppose that's that's barbarism. That's, barbarism begins at home, it as does, the Smiths yeah. rightly said. <laughs> and frankly, Morrissey should know. Um, and uh, Pretty Patel. Um, I mean, what do you make of all of this? Um, well. I, I mean, I think they are, I think he's Boris Johnson is 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 standing behind Pretty Patel, but I, I I do think that Pretty Patel's days are numbered, and there'll be a, 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 people are looking for a, a, a way to exit her in the most Again. pleasant way as possible. I mean, it, it, Pretty my my view on Pretty Patel, and I can repeat this here because I've said it in the media yes. times before and got into trouble. My opinion of Pretty Patel is that her ambition far outweighs her ability. Yes. Um, and I think it, I think the job is too big for her. Yes. And I think usually, like Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, you just think uh, the job is too big for them. I, I, I think I think. Well, what that, about Moisey after? Yes, Ferguson? I think following Fergie, that job was too big for him. Yeah. That great story about when he t- they went off on the summer camp or whatever, and he said, "Come on, we're going to go and walk, walk on the beach." The yes. players were like, "Are we?" Like yeah, what about security? No, it's fine. We'll meet your people. And there was this thousand people arrived to meet the Man United players because they spotted them walking on the beach. And and I think it was Rio Ferdinand who said probably possibly sort of on the quiet. Um, you know, you just the difference between Everton and Man United on things like that yeah, is yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't just go and walk on a beach you if you're a Man United. Beach, no. um, uh, no. So yes, pretty, but but pretty, pretty Patel, um, the job's too big for her in my opinion, um, and she. I mean, it, 
She, I've met her on, on numerous occasions. She doesn't come across to me as a as a bully. She certainly didn't bully me. She didn't come across to me as shouty and nasty and awful. Yeah. Um, but when a job, you, are, I mean, we've see, you see it in most offices, don't you? The people who shout and scream and, and kick chairs and ball are usually the ones that are under the most pressure. And, pot, and and I think she's probably under pressure because she ain't up to it. Well, I think that's probably very true. Yeah. yeah I think so. I, I also heard. I don't think that. Um, I don't think that Mr. Ruckman is particularly well liked by politicians of, of well, numerous well, colours. Is, is this, I mean, is there some truth in what they're saying that this is a proxy war between yeah, the civil service is. and the government, and they are just trying <clears throat> to make as much um, as much trouble as well, possible? Quite possibly, but I, I, I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is the behaviour of a of a very senior minister, and if it's not up to scratch in the sense that you know she is shouting, and screaming, and um, at people, then that's not acceptable, is it? Yes. And I pay a wage. It's, no, it's not acceptable. It, does it make you feel good that the case will be? I mean, I know it's going to be, um, it's going to be investigated independently, isn't it? And then Boris Johnson is going to her boss who appointed her is going to decide what to do about it. Yeah, strange it's good, one. isn't it? That strange one. one. It's like if the um, you know the police complaints commission was. Well, anyway, so uh, let's 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 not even start there. Th- this does seem to be a tremendous amount of evidence against Pretty Patel, doesn't there? Mm. You know, if these things are are, are being cooked up, there, there's quite a, there seems to be quite a history of them. Mm. She threw alleged to have thrown papers in somebody's face, isn't she? During a row, she's alleged to have screamed. What I would say about that is the person in question must have been sat down. <laughs> Well, because Pretty Patel's quite, about three foot tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so there's a great picture of her meeting. Um, I don't actually know who it was because I looked at it. Was some soldier, but she's meeting some people in in, in Westminster. It's gone out on Twitter today. And it's the most hilarious thing. These guys. Uh, it's a strange camera angle, but the two chaps. Yes. Um, and I presume they're MPs or whatever. Uh, stood next to her. Look about nine foot tall because she's so tiny. She really is minuscule. Uh, Mini Patel. Mini Patel. Um, and um, I mean, she's. You know, there's this awful story, isn't there, of the... I mean, there's a story about screaming, get lost at somebody. We spoke last week that she would stride out of her office and say, why is everyone so effing useless around here? Yeah. Uh, There's this very unfortunate story that came out over last weekend uh, about the former aide to Pretty Patel who received £25,000 from the government. Yeah, well, it doesn't bode well, does it? Uh, The woman then took an overdose of prescription medicine. Uh, Well, Pretty Patel was running working pensions... Um, and uh, and yes, and it, it's it's. I said Darren Grimes has come out. Who Darren Grimes, who was like Boris Johnson, was very critical when John Burko was yeah. uh, accused of bullying. Yeah. Now yeah. he seems to think that Pretty Patel is the one who's being bullied. Yeah, yeah. What if the bullies <clears throat> were the, you know, what if the well, real the... bullies were the friends we made along the way? That's what. I, that's what. I want, <laughs> you know. It's interesting, isn't it? Do you know what's the other? What have been the other revelations this week about Pretty Patel? Um, she, uh, no, I don't. She wanted, <laughs> to, make up, she wanted to seize control of all the oh, British yeah, yeah, security yeah, services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's already in charge of MI5. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does that, what that does that make her? Does that make her P? No. P-P? <laughs> well, she would be, yeah. No, I mean, uh, you And can, she wanted I think, control of GCHQ and MI6. I think the truth of the matter is that no minister is fully in charge of MI5. You've just got to keep... They yes. just get briefings, don't they? I mean... 
But imagine if she was in charge of. She's fully in charge of, of the licenses to kill. All of Britain's uh, spying. Yeah. License to ill. License to ill, as we said last night. Yeah. Did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I must have had a few we were thinking of, ja- of James Bond. Uh, oh yes, that's James right, Bond yeah. coronavirus yeah, titles. Yeah. What was the winner? Um, I can't remember. There was something about a cough, wasn't there? Wasn't there a cough? I don't. I can't remember. License to Ill is good. License Who came up with that? License to Ill was mine, but there was a better one. Wasn't there was there? Someone. Oh yeah, yes. Richard Fair from the Weird Norfolk podcast. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. Came up with a stonker, and I can't remember what it was. Well, this is this makes for great. It podcasting, does. It really does. It? We maybe we can tune. Maybe we should tune into our sister podcast, Weird Norfolk, Weird Norfolk and find which you should do. Um, but imagine if she was running all of Britain's security services. I'd like that. That'd be fine. Hello, Mister Bond. <laughs> I've been expecting you. You're a useless. <laughs> Um, so that would be exciting, wouldn't it? It would. I'm very, I'm very disappointed that uh, that uh, what's it called, No Time to Die, yeah, has been postponed, hasn't it? It has till November. Till November. I don't really understand why. I don't really get that. Well, I think it's because so they don't have to, you know, they don't have to fly around the world. Also, I think that the, ah. the they don't have to fly around the world when there's. So you it's know, the, what they're they're not worried about people going into cinemas. They're not worried about sales figures being crap because. I think well, no. I think they're worried. No one's that, going. I think they're worried that they, you know there may be a, a well, cinemas might be shut, but they're also worried about sending Daniel Craig and people around the world. Um, super when, spreaders. Super. It could be a super spreader. Well, I mean, Boris, he's a secret agent. He could be a secret spreader. He could be. <laughs> Boris, well, Boris Johnson. Uh, so he's a secret spreader. You know, because Philip Schofield. You can get an injunction for that and some ointment. <laughs> Philip Schofield, we know, is the top of the. Political journalist in this country. I mean, Philip Schofield. He's yeah. no way, no one is anywhere close to no. him when it comes to interviewing politicians. And do you know what he did? He's a sneaky one. What did he do? That Phil Sco, eh? Phil Sco, yeah. He's a sneaky one. He filmed the Prime Minister arriving on set secretly. Oh, did he? And he, he stood and he held his hands quite, you know, by his side, very obviously by his side. Oh, yeah. To see if Boris went in for a handshake. Good. And he did. And then he shook his hand, and then they played it back like a little, little to catch him out. Oh, I see. They said, you're going around shaking everyone's hands. Yeah. And that's when he came out with the, well, as long as we wash our hands literally every second, we'll all be fine. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, Pretty Patel, the the, the other revelation from her this week, which is in a very good Vice (coughs) profile of Pretty Patel by Marie Lacombe, the fine journalist. Yeah. she contacted me to help out with that, and I couldn't, so I feel really bad. It would have been even better. Oh, you should have done. Have been, you yeah. should have done. Yeah. Uh, she has unearthed a Telegraph profile of Pretty Patel from 2002, yeah. uh, which describes Pretty Patel as a headbanger. Well, I think we'd agree with that. <laughs> um, but a headbanger who listens to Metallica, <coughs> the Black Excuse Crows, me. and Guns N' Roses, wow. and what she describes as my mega stereo. Yeah. Uh, I went to a rock gig this week as well. I saw Psycho Village. And uh, Pretty Patel talked lovingly about her frayed biker jacket and her Dr. Martin boots. Which I can imagine Pretty Patel (laughs) having a pair of those. She could live in a Dr. Martin boot. Giving you a good (laughs) kicking. Bother boots. Yes. Come over here, you naughty civil servant. Um, My favourite tweet of the week. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hurst. Uh-huh. I don't know who Mark Hurst is. I don't know whether he's a, he sounds like it's Hurst with a U, and he's a funny guy, so it must be related to Lee Hurst. If you have, 
if you've recently had contact with the Home Secretary and have these symptoms, mm-hmm. one, feeling hot, brackets yeah. embarrassment, yeah. two, runny nose, brackets crying, <laughs> three, headache from being shouted at, four, breathing difficulties, brackets from anxiety, then isolate yourself from her at once and report to the authorities. I think that's a good idea. That is very good. Very yeah, good yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, Pretty Patel is not figuring at a major event. <laughs> but there is a galaxy of stars at it. Do okay. you want me to tell you what Yeah, I really do, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is at Chelsea's lovely Cadogan Hall. Yeah. On, in fact, this is something you could do. This is something you could try at home. I will. Uh, a New European podcast listener. Um, if there's somebody that you really dislike, mm-hmm. what you should do, get them a ticket. Yeah. March the 10th. Yeah. Which is next week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chelsea's Cadogan Hall. Tell them you'll meet them inside. Leave the ticket on reception for them under their name. Say it's a surprise. Don't look at what's on and all of this. And then say you'll meet them inside. And then just think about it. Be several kilometres away in the pub or at home or something. Because what you have bought them a ticket to is Brexit Heroes Live. Wow. Which is an evening with Nigel Farage, Alison Pearson and Mark Francois. The Rod, Jane and Freddie of Brexit. (laughs) What? Brexit Heroes Live. That is immense. And what are they going to do? Because I went to a I went to a Leave Means Leave rally, oh, if did you, you remember. Yes, you did. In yes. Bolton. Yes. And, uh, yes. Yes. And, um, Is that my just, I, th- yes. No, I think stick with the snowflakes. I think, um, and it, it's crap. They just told, They just go, yay, Britain, whoa. And that's it. Well, that would be amazing. I mean... Roger and Freddie used to do dance routines. They were on Rainbow, and, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. What were they do? What was that all about? Rod, Jane and Freddie? It took... Was it Rod and Jane and Freddie's coming along Freddie's as well? Freddie's coming too. It's J- Jane's got two friends. Rita and Sue and Bob too. It was Rod, like the children's version of yeah, Rita. It was, basically. It was a, <laughs> like, but it is, it like, instead of Live Aid, this is like Leave Aid, isn't it? <laughs> Leave Aid, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder whether, since they're the opening act at Leave Aid, they could come out... Dressed it all in the denim. Yeah. Like, and they could call themselves, we reverse the status quo. And then they could kick off the gig with a version of we're the subject of mocking all over the world. Very good. See, it's Very not just good. thrown together, this. Did you, go to, did you go to Live Aid? I didn't go to Live Aid, no. Yeah, what was your highlight of Live Aid? How do you know I went? Sorry? How do you know I went? Well, I presume you did. I you did, probably yeah. about six at the time, weren't you? No, that was Band-Aid, wasn't it? What am I thinking? Live Eight. Oh, you, you went to the, Live Eight. Yeah, I watched Live Eight did you? on the TV in my grandma's. You went to? Did you, did you I did go to, to Live Eight. Yeah, Live Eight was that the one where Pink Floyd reformed? Yeah, it was good. It was, good. It was very good. Yeah. Was good. The, the only problem was there was no alcohol out on site. Well, there was alcohol. There was on alcohol site. on site, but only for people in the Golden Circle. They were in the Golden Circle, and some people who I work with who. Who will cannot be must not be named. <laughs> right, were, were in an altercation with members of the public. Were they? Uh, they were over over behaviour in the golden circle. They may have been showing their drinks to members of the public, which is not really the thing at live. You shouldn't have really been doing. I mean, I I had a very nice time and and drank lots of alcohol. So. Did you? How did you? Did you brew it inside your own body? No, I was in the golden circle. Oh, you were in the golden circle. That's yeah. good. But you, you didn't taunt any anybody. Oh no, certainly not. In fact, I think we gave some alcohol. I can't remember a single performance. Oh, I can remember a single performance. Pete Doherty and, and Elton John were brilliant. And Elton, he was so annoying. You say it. Oh. Elton John was great, and then uh, clearly at some point had been begged by 
old Mossy to please help out my hopeless boyfriend. And he came on, didn't he? And he sang Children of the Revolution. He sang, bah, bah. There was a great moment, though. He, he had a, a Union Jack, did Pete, and he, he threw it, and it just came down like a feather really slowly and landed straight on a camera. Brilliant. That was, it was a brilliant moment. I thought watching it was fantastic because people cottoned on that he was all over the place. He'd also made a very rude comment just before he went on stage to one of the Geldof kids. Oh, really? So Bob was wanting to biff him. And he went and said he was chewing a lighter. Chewing a lighter? <laughs> yeah. Is that a... Chewing a clipper lighter he was. was he? And he was all over the place. And he, he did the first verse, then he didn't really sing again. Elton did the whole thing, but he was bristling. His face he was so His annoying. little face was so angry. It was it? I've given up five minutes for this. And he then went, he then, uh, Pete then went up to Elton and gave him a massive full-on tongue kiss and just stormed off. It was fantastic. Uh, It'll be just like that. It'll be just like that. Um, so yes, so, so that's that's um, so that's like that's Levi, that's Brexit Heroes Live. What? I wonder whether we should do a Remain Heroes Live. If you think that's a good idea, why don't you why don't you let us know on Twitter at the New European? Who would be or who? at TNE uh, uh, hashtag TNE Pod? Yeah, and and say who you want, and maybe we can organise maybe, we, maybe we can organise our own event. That'd be really good, wouldn't it? I would. I'd quite like to go to Brexit Heroes Live. I think it'd be fun, yeah. Francoise, do you think they'll? Um, it, what if they pinned a little medal on him, like Mutley? <laughs> what do you think about the end of Star Wars and you hope that they all get medals? Oh, that would be so good, <laughs> wouldn't it? If they all, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? If they all came down and and Alison Pearson had had her hair done like Princess Leia at the end, and um, yeah, and then they. Mark Francois would have to roar like Chewbacca. Can you do an impression of Chewbacca roaring <laughs> when he gets his medal? <laughs> and then they all laugh, don't they? Yeah. Good one, Chewie, yeah. That was brilliant. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Silly Wookiee. Yeah. A bit racist, that Wookiee. Is a Wookiee racist? No, the Wookiee's not racist. He's very progressive, it's Chewie. But is it... Are they a bit, ra- are they a bit like, racist to him, Silly, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, well, actually, yeah. he's it the one, bloody clever one, isn't he? Well, he had, a, he had quite a close relationship with Han, didn't he? Or Horn, yeah. as they, as they yeah. call them. Goldie Horn. Yeah, always, there's a lyric about that in a song, isn't there? Han Solo. Is there? Stroking his own Wookiee. Oh, dear. Um, is sh- it? Shall we do... What? That's not my Brexit. Yeah, yeah that's seamless, isn't it? The production values <laughs> are just incredible. I can't understand why we didn't win that award. It's, it seems amazing. Um, do you remember when we were going to build our own... Well, we sort of... The, the Europeans said, if you leave the EU, then, you know, you, you can't. it's going to be difficult for you to be in our Galileo satellite programme, no, isn't no. it? Which is uh, it, which is <coughs> it's satellite navigation yeah. satellites. Yeah. And there are uh, twenty four satellites up there uh, as part of Galileo. Um, and then you know, so we, we use it for sat nav in our cars and on our phones and everything. But I love, also, I love sat nav. I love sat nav. Magnifico. Uh, <laughs> And um, That's what I but also the security services that Pretty Patel doesn't run. Yeah, um, because they're, they're being kept by the, the yeah. Foreign Office, aren't yeah. they? Quite right. Yeah, quite right. Um, uh, the, 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 they use the security services use them for sort of encryption, don't they? And, and the military use them and all of this. So it's yeah. really important. Yeah. It's very important. So they said, if you stay in in this Galileo, you're going to have to pay us like millions of 
squids every year and mm. we went no we're taking back control yeah we're just going to make our own now yeah and, we'll do our um, own side we don't need your bloody side and it's going to be brilliant isn't it we're just going to do our own but then yeah. what's happened this week oh. we, we've worked out that it's going to cost us well we said it would cost three billion to have our own throw three. some throw some satellites up there how much can three it be three billion for a satellite three billion reasonable quid. yeah in about two weeks, that has gone to five billion quid. Right, right. Um, and we've decided that we can't do it because everyone disagrees about how much it would cost, right. whether it's a good idea, and shall yeah. we just pay the Europeans who've already got a working sat-nav How system. much do they want, then? I think they want... Well, they, I, I would imagine they'll charge us through the nose, wouldn't you? <laughs> Knowing that we can't do it. Um, I did like the... Um, I did like the the unnamed space industry uh, person, the space insider, industry insider, who said, "Who <laughs> said? Yeah. Did he have a goldfish ball on his head? He did. He was a top boffin. <laughs> he He had a white coat. The moon. He had a big T-fall head. He had the very heavy shoe, <laughs> just in case he had to go to the moon. I." Um, I'm a space industry insider, and he'd made um, he'd made some potatoes out of his own poo, like Matt Damon <laughs> in the in the Martian, which is incredible. Because he wasn't, he, he, I mean, he only works in Sheffield, <laughs> so he didn't even have to do that. Mm. Um, uh, no, he, no, thank you, no chips. He or she said, and you won't believe this. He or she said, uh, when we spoke to the government, there seemed to be very little understanding of what was going on. Right. Funny that, isn't right, it? right. But that's not my Brexit. Indeed. That's not my Brexit. And then, and then. There's more. Well, we we, we spoke Come about we more. spoke a bit about this last week, didn't we? And we're going to speak a little bit more about um, uh, about George Eustace in a minute. But I think if you were a farmer who voted or. who voted leave. <laughs> Even when, leave, I did. even when the NFU yeah. told you not to vote leave because it would that. be really bad for you, yep. and when all of the economists and people who, you know, all of these people said don't vote leave if you're a farmer, it's a, it's a mugs game, it's only going to get worse. Mm. Would you have been absolutely delighted to open the mail on Sunday on Sunday and see Dr Tim Lunig Senior government advisor, close chum of Dominic Cummings, saying that the UK does not need its farming or fishing industry. Definitely doesn't. We definitely don't need food or fish. Well, I don't think so, no. I can't see why why it would be a problem at all. So, yeah. So we were going to save our farming and fishing industries by leaving the EU. Hey, bin it. Now we don't want it at all. Yeah, just bin it. But I, I tend to think that the farmers will be saying... What? What will they be saying? That's oh. not my Brexit. <laughs> there you go. It's incredible, isn't it? Whoa. Hey. So, there you go. Yes, indeed. Um, fantastic. Well, thanks very much for that news update, Steve. I would like to see, while we're in the break, I'm going to dash off to the loo. Yes, okay. And the Prime Minister told me I've got to sing Happy Birthday twice. Yes. And the problem with that, there is a problem with that. Oh, go on. Well, no, I don't own the rights to Happy Birthday. Oh yes, because the rights are owned by Warner, I think now. And they were bought yes. off. A, they were bought off two women who actually wrote the song. Yes, back in the late nineteenth uh, century. Yes, um, and that's why you never hear it on TV or on the radio or indeed on this podcast because you can't. They're really aggressive about it. It is the highest grossing song of all time. Of all time, yeah. Um, but. L- y- the, the law is 
that you can't actually perform it in public. It's incredible, isn't it? So I just wonder if we're going to get stuck... The British taxpayer is going to get shot with another bill. A huge bill. From from Warner for everyone... like Brexit. 70 million people are singing happy birthday twice every time they wash their hands. It's incredible. Are we going to we're going to get bankrupt by Boris in a copyright claim. Yeah, in a copyright claim, yeah. <laughs> that would be very Brexit Britain, wouldn't it? Imagine if... Does Claire Grogan have to sing happy birthday twice? Happy, happy birthday. When she washes her little hands, I bet her hands are tiny, aren't they, Grogan? She was a small woman, wasn't she? She still is. Uh, do you think she's bigger or smaller than Pretty Patel? Oh, a bit bigger, I think. Larger than Patel. We should play this. This is Bigger good. or smaller? All right, next week <laughs> we play on this very podcast. Who said we'd run out of stuff to talk about <laughs> when Brexit got done? Well, let's go and wash our hands for 20 seconds while singing Happy Birthday by Claire Grogan and Altered Images. Happy Birthday, Happy Birthday. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back. It is time for Estefan Angelo de Mer, <laughs> the gloved wang, to crown a Brexiteer of the Week. Uh, well, I mentioned George Eustace, didn't I, yep. earlier on? Yeah. Um, and uh, the fact that George Eustace has basically, well, he, one of his advisors is telling uh, is telling us that we don't need a farming sector. To don't need with. farming. It's not ah. really and fishing. We don't, don't need, need fishing. It's not great start, is it, for nope. the, to be agriculture secretary <laughs> with all of that sort of not stuff great. going on? Nope. No, sorry, environment secretary. Anyway, um, even more embarrassing. So George Eustace has refused to rule out the imports of. Um, hormone-injected beef, hasn't he? said, chlorinated chicken, I can't rule any of this out. Um, Somebody else in the government, a government advisor, has now said, we don't really need farming and fishing. Uh, This has all come on the back of, we talked about last week, George Eustace has told the farming industry that their subsidies are being cut by between 5 and 25%. And while all this is going on, somebody has found a leaflet from the referendum. Ah, remember good. the referendum? Yeah, 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 I do. I remember it well. Got a big picture of George Eustace on the front. Yep. yep. Farmers will be better off if we leave the EU, oh. says George Eustace. If we have the courage to uh, if we have the courage to vote leave and take back control, we could achieve so much more for farmers. Okay. So much more leisure time for <laughs> farmers, I think. There is a was, fine line between courage and stupidity. Was missing there, yes. And talking of stupidity, Scott Mann. Scott Mann. Brexiteer MP for North Cornwall. Yeah. Do you know who he works for? He works for Gavin Williamson. I'd forgotten all about Gavin Williamson. Ah. Do you even know what Gavin Williamson's job is? No. He's the Education Secretary. Oh, of course he is. I yeah. know. Is that, what is that, what's happened to Gavin Williamson? What's I like, to, we were big fans of Gavin on this show. Oh, you were fans of the spider, he said, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I asked him if he'd bought Cronus with him. Ah, yeah. oh, fan of the spider. A fan of the spider. <laughs> Let me sharpen this carrot. Mr. Bob. <laughs> uh, so, Scott Mayer, uh, he was on Politics Southwest, yeah. which I watch. <laughs> politics, you know, I'm in the southwest. You can watch them from all over the regions on the uh, red button or the iPod, on iPad. Uh, okay, if oh, you yes, want. He, yes, you can. Mm. Uh, Scott Mann, he was, he said, well, they, they said, well, this this region, <coughs> the southwest, is full of um, is full of um, sort of low skill jobs, which are currently done now by people who are 
being targeted by Pretty Patel's immigration plans, yeah. isn't he? And and you know, there's there's the seasonal workers who work in fields, but obviously there's also sort of care work yeah, and stuff there's like lots that. And of care, yeah. All, all of this as Leisure well. Leisure tourism. He said um, the county's employers will face some challenges so. uh, when dealing with an absence of low skilled uh, staff for low skilled positions. Yeah. What did you think he said the answer to? That was. Oh, well, I mean, I imagine it'd be one of those get on your bike and get a job off type answers. He said that the answer to recruiting to low skilled positions was upskilling. What? He said we could do some upskilling and then people would be ready to do low skilled positions. Wow. Yes. He also said that if we scrap the working time directive, which, if you don't know, is, is what restricts you and I to however many hours a week it is, 38 hours a week, is it, or 40 hours a week now? I don't know, but I've, I stopped counting long ago. He said, if you if we scrap that, we'd all be all right. And and they basically said, well, does that mean that then people would just have to work all the hours that their bosses said that they had to work again? And he went, well, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said, I genuinely think we need to have a serious <clears throat> look at the working time directive, this will be an opportunity for people to work longer hours. Well, I'm sure they're delighted to hear it, aren't well, they? I, I, I quite like working. Uh, Do you know the first thing I said on Monday morning? What was it? I I was I was chatting to a friend. A young friend. Where were you on Monday morning? Did you wake up in bed again? I did, yeah. This is incredible. This is becoming too much of a coincidence. It is, yeah. <laughs> My bed's for sale. Do you want to buy it? Oh, we could auction it off. Oh, yeah. We if could auction it off. For it, the, the night fisher's bed. If you want to buy my bed, yeah. it is up for sale. It's a lovely... Is it on um, Gumtree? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, it's got... It's How do you one not of, know? You did it, didn't you? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's got one of them... You know where you where it goes up like that, like a big, like a big crocodile's mouth? <laughs> like a crocodile's mouth? Yeah. You know, you, you, you push it up and it's on springs and it goes... Into the wall? No, 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 no. That would be called lovely. No, no. It's yeah, what do you call them? And an ottoman. Is that it? No. And you store something. stuff underneath it. Oh, it's got an ottoman. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's. Oh, you should see what I store under my bed. Yeah, well, I can so if you'd like to buy Richard Price's bed, it's a very reasonable DVD price. of Betty Blue. <laughs> Is that under there? Um, Scott Mann. Yeah. Do you know what his previous claim to fame was? Uh, no. Last year, he said. That all knives in the UK, he's concerned about knife crime as we all are. Yeah, he said all knives in the UK should be fitted with a satellite tracking system. <laughs> well, that's no good. We've lost well, Galileo. We're, we're losing Galileo, <laughs> so it's no good. Galileo. Uh, well, I mean, my, I think that all knives, seriously, should be. They don't need to have sharp ends. No, no, they will. Yes, I think you're right. Blunt them. Just blunt them. What about if they got sharpness? Mm, the county that. lines people. Oh, that. Um, so, um, yes, yeah, so he said that, and um, that was... People weird. waving at us. Somebody's just waved at us in, in our studio. It's like we're on, uh, what is that American MTV show, TMS or something it's called, isn't it? Or is it? I don't know. That's Test My Special. They go, <laughs> they go on, on and they have, a, they have a crowd. <laughs> they have a crowd outside who cheer, you know, in, in New York. Um, anyway, it's a bit okay. like that. We've got a big window and everyone waves. Yes, it is a bit like that. Um, he said that oh, last year Scott Mann said all knives in the UK should be fa- fitted with a satellite tracking system but you should have a um, if you were a chef you should have a, a, a um, you know a, a special dispensation and, and people said that's a it's, it's a shit idea <laughs> and later on Scott Mann conceded 
Um, I think that was a bit of a shit idea. <coughs> uh, Nigel Farage. Yeah. He went to America again. He's been to America again. He's been to CPAC, which is the. Oh yeah. Uh, Didn't he speak at that before? He, he speaks at it every year. Yeah, he, yeah. It's a big conservative, right-wing well. conservative event. I'm open um, for speaking engagements. If he said the uh, he opened up. He said uh, he he talked people through what he'd been up to. They said at the European <laughs> elections. <laughs> He said the European elections, we won that. He said, the, do you know the Brexit party managed to get 50% more votes than any other party in the elections? And, of course, you did the maths and yeah. uh, the Lib Dems got 64% of the Brexiteers yeah. total. So yeah. completely untrue. He yeah. then said, those of you with long memories in the audience yeah. <laughs> will remember 1776. Uh. And I went... Are they all 250 years old? They're not, I mean, some of these people are quite old, but I'm not sure that they're, I'm not sure they're that old. He said that you'll remember being a put-upon uh, colony. Um, but, of course, this was more truthful than the previous day. Um, and this gives you an idea of some of the, the calibre of people Nigel Farage is hanging around with. The previous day, the White House Chief of Staff, uh, who's called Mulvaney, isn't he? Mike Mulvaney yeah, was yeah. on. He said, coronavirus is the hoax of the day. The media are only covering it because they think this will bring down the president. What? But the Brexiteer of the week... Ooh, is it a new... Is it in straight in, new entry? Straight in, oh, new I love entry. A straight in. It's never, never been before. in before. Oh! And it is Boris Johnson's baby. What? Because the it's bookies, our first in utero. It is because the bookies are offering a thousand to one. Yeah. That Boris Johnson's baby is Carrie's first baby in it. It's it Boris is. Johnson's six or seven. Six, seven, fifth. Yeah, six, seven. It's going to be called Brexit. Oh, she won't. She and imagine, imagine if Carrie goes to pick him up at school and they bring <laughs> out the wrong kid, and if she says. That's not my Brexit. <laughs> imagine, just imagine that. <laughs> that is Carrie that's recorded that. Is that is Carrie. She is. She's, her voice is younger than that. Because, <laughs> frankly, it's only 24-year age difference. There's nothing wrong with it. No, not at no, all. No, not at all. No, wait, what? Not at all, I mean. When did you get all moral? Well, I don't know. Uh, Charlotte is at 6 to 1. Stanley, like his dad, 10 to 1. Winston, 12 to 1. <laughs> and uh, Pretty is at... Pretty. At, Pretty is at 100 to 1. I think and that is Dave. Pretty obvious distraction, Johnson, is at 100 to 1. Uh, so Boris Johnson's baby is the Brexiteer of the week. What should the listener do right now? Uh, don't father, don't don't uh, be the mother of a child with Boris Johnson. <laughs> He's got enough on his plate. Please wash your hands carefully while listening to this podcast. Yes, and singing. Go out. An alternative version. Go of out, birthday. even though we didn't win. Please go out and tell your friends how great the new European podcast yes. is. Please leave us a lovely review on your podcatcher of choice. Do it. Please join our Facebook readers group. Yes, please. Please buy the print edition of the New European. Do it now. Now better than ever. And you can follow the New European on Twitter at the New European. Or you can follow you on Twitter at, at Sanglesy. <laughs> or you can follow me at Porrit, P O W R I T T. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't already, go out and buy the printed product. It's £3. It is on sale now. There's lots of politics, lots of Brexit, but there is also tons and tons of art and culture as well. 
We will be back next week. Until then, Mr. Campbell, play your bagpipes. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.